Hi, I'm Princess Serafina, mostly known as a fourth grade teacher and cheerleading coach here in Cleveland, Ohio. I wanted to dive into my own personal story to give you guys insight of what I've experienced and the reason I've decided to use this platform to help others. Starting off, most of you know me for my accolades and things I've accomplished over the years. I was a teen mom and I graduated college and I went on to pursue my dreams as a single mom. This has been a journey. And most of the times I only show what I want to show. So you guys don't get insight on the backstory of the whole rundown. So let's get into it. Um, I was born to a married couple, Sian and James Box. I had a challenging childhood. I was the oldest of four sisters. We grew up in a very hidden environment. Um, we spent a lot of our time in church and we grew up in church from as long as I can remember. So my moral compass is centered around all of Christ-like behaviors. Growing up, I experienced my father in the image of a princess, hence the name, right? I was his prodigy. I followed him everywhere he went. I aspired to be just like my father. Growing up in Cleveland in elementary and middle school, I experienced a very strict environment. Um, my father did not allow us to do as other kids got to do. These decisions really took a toll on me in middle school where um, my peers teased me about how strict my father was. My teachers kind of scolded me when they saw me doing things that other kids got to do because I was held to such a high standard. As a child, imagine the pressure of being perfect. My whole life, I've strived to be perfect. And it had really took a toll on my self-esteem. I was an overachiever. I was the straight-A student. I attended John Hay Early College, and I also went off to college. But before we get there, I just wanted to like piggyback on how my father's upbringing really damaged our relationship. He was a very strict man, and that contributed to friendships I had. I can't tell you a real friendship I've ever had as a child. Um, a lot of people were my friends for circumstances. I experienced a lot of things such as desire from boys in school, and this ultimately impacted me and my father's relationship. It put us in a place of misunderstanding. It was no boys are loud, questions asked. I lacked freedom, so going outside with my peers, I, I mean, going outside, yes. Leaving off the porch, no. We were forbidden to leave off our porch to experience other childlike experiences that our peers got to experience, which prohibited us to have these experiences to be useful later on in life. I struggled with envy from my peers and just lacking freedom. My dad chaperoned school dances. Later in life, he chaperoned homecoming. And a lot of this made me feel trapped. I could not grow as an individual because everything was controlled. So due to that, I began to despise my father and I went against everything that he told me. I went against the rules. School was still important to me. It became my love language, just being an overachiever, words of affirmation, because that's how my father loved me. You know, just being proficient at everything that he told me or he kind of acknowledged. 
became the way that I see love. I began to see just a little bit of freedom when I got in high school. It was that first experience with being able to catch the bus. In middle school, we were in daycare, so the daycare took us to school, brought us from school. It was waiting when we got out of school, so it was never enough time for me to just even wander a bit. On the days we did get to walk home, I took advantage of those too. So when I got to high school, it was like my first experience of freedom and of just being human without the control of my father. A lot of my decisions were impulsive because I didn't have someone with me along the way telling me right from wrong from a genuine place. So I experienced my first form of failure after being the perfect child my entire life at 16. I became pregnant with my first child. During that experience, I got to experience it firsthand with my child's father at the time, their family, and it was very embracive. They embraced everything about the pregnancy. I personally didn't truly get to feel anything in that moment because I found out with them. So I had to adopt the feelings of the others that I was around. So then when I got home and I had to relay the news to my family, it took a while. But when I eventually did, it was the total opposite of what I had already been introduced to. My parents were so disappointed in me. They were so upset. It was so embarrassing. I can remember my sister telling me that I was going to be on 16 and pregnant. And at this time, I had been the star child of the family, starting high school, being valedictorian in middle school, just a cheerleader. I had all these accolades. I had all this acknowledgement for all my successes thus far. And this really took a toll on my self-esteem. I started to look at myself different because of all the things my parents said to me and all the things I felt. And at the time, I don't truly believe that they knew that their words hurt me in that way because I'm very strong. But in the inside, I was breaking. I kind of found refugee and my child's father's family. They accepted me. They accepted the pregnancy. They embraced me. So that's where I thought love was. So I had my peers seeing that I was pregnant and I could see the embarrassment on their faces. I could see the I told you so's. I can see all of that. And I never felt safe during my pregnancy. Not one time with any group of people that I was around. One, it was very hard to accept for myself. But over time, I began to become one with it. And I just made an oath to myself that I would never become a statistic. I would never be like the females or young ladies on 16 and pregnant. It was my dying wish to not fall into that trap. So this is when my accolades and my ego began to take over. I graduated high school at 16. I started college at 16 years old. I had my daughter the summer, the month before I started college, and I began my journey. I longed to move out, but my mother wanted me to stay living with her. And it was just very hard for me to stay in a home where I was a different kind of mom. And I wanted to prove to my parents that I was a different mom. So I longed to be independent. I moved out at 18 and I began to start my own family and still prove to my family that I was going to be different. Still enrolled in school, I had a few moments where I wanted to stop 
college to focus on my financial needs for my family, working part-time, and then going to school was not meeting all my financial goals. And my child's father at the time wasn't very financially secure at all, so everything kind of fell back on me. So during this time of trying to not become a statistic, I naturally became a people pleaser if I wasn't already one. And I wanted to make everyone else happy because dealing with the embarrassment, dealing with the truth of disappointing my parents made me feel as if I had done something wrong, as if I was not who I said I was, as if I was not perfect. So it was a lot of reality setting in and it was hard on me self-esteem wise I dealt with my second form of failure this time around with trying to start a family of my own my family unit failed I was being abused and not just physically but also emotionally and mentally I have this core value in myself Um, I think it's derives from me just being raised in church that I see the good in everybody and I kind of exercised that with people that I came encounter with I saw the good in my child's father and I refused to acknowledge all the other wrongdoings that he was doing after a while I'm now pregnant with my second child and the abuse was getting worse and I had to take a step back. No matter how bad I wanted my family, I needed to provide a safe place for me and my daughters. I did not want them to be raised in an environment with abuse, especially not physical abuse. So with the abuse of my child's father, I went ahead and discarded that relationship and moved on into another relationship this being a rebound relationship was very different for me he did not have children and he was um, about eight years older than me so there were a lot of differences and I don't think he truly wanted kids and it made me feel less for having children I started to believe that no one would want to be with me because I had children and that became more and more evident And during this time, I am doing everything I can to be the best mom that I can be. I kept my children up, involved in um, any type of activities. I was at every festival you can name, just working on being a better mom for my kids. So that relationship ended about eight months into it. And then I experienced another relationship. So these relationships are back to back to back. So no reflection time, no time to actually gather myself and think about what the cycle I may be in. I got into my relationship with my youngest daughter's father, and this relationship was totally different from the past two. This relationship, he came in strictly catering to my children. And I think I had a lot to do with his upbringing. And I was so blown away that someone else could love my kids the way I did. So I fell into that trap of sacrificing what I needed out of a partner for my children. This went on for about a year. And then I got pregnant. And then I realized this is not the person I want to be with. Great father, just not a great partner for me. This was very hard for me to accept because I failed yet again at creating that family environment that I wanted to prove that I could do and I could be successful as a team mom. 
this abuse was very controlling where things that I wanted to do or things that I had planned to do was micromanaged or wanted to be controlled by another individual and ultimately I've always been resilient but I've always also went against the grain even with my dad so this reminded me of that and instantly I knew I had to go so at the conclusion of this relationship it was very hard it wasn't an easy breakup like the past two relationships there came court for child custody it was a lot of things that I felt like my child's father at the time wanted to break me by doing. I wasn't an unfit mother. I was a great mom. But, you know, when people's feelings are hurt, things are expressed differently. So I went into my singlehood, my independence era. And this era by far is the most challenging era of my life. Seeming as though I got into a relationship with my first child's father at the age of 15. So I spent from 15 to about 21, 22 in relationships and trying to create a family unit. At 22, I'm now trying to be single and live the life that a teenager may have lived in her early teens and even early 20s. So now I'm single. I have moved out on my own. I have my own apartment. Um, I have my own car. And I still desire love, but by this time... Dating people that were single and getting on the club scene, I start to feel abandonment. I started to feel how real life was. I got exposed to what it, the dating culture, the hookup culture, and me still having the heart of God, having purity and genuineness in me. I couldn't understand all the betrayal, the lying, the mistreatment. And it was really, really take a toll on my self-esteem. I remember nights just crying because I couldn't understand why I was being treated the way I was being treated. You know, I just always couldn't understand. Like, I'm trying to not stay in situations that weren't good for me. And I couldn't understand. And it just was beating me down, beating me down. So I fell into the trap of people pleasing even more. I desired the things that other people desired of me I began to worship the things that other people worshiped of me as if that was where my control was if that is how I got the results that I wanted this in return made me lose self-respect for myself because these were things that I wouldn't naturally do but it made me feel better when situations didn't work out I had the attitude well they'll be back and surely they were, but not for the reasons I wanted. So I began to believe this is not the way either. And that ultimately brought me to the conclusion that I needed a change. I wanted a change. I was in about one of my last situationships in 2021. This one was a little bit different. I felt valued a little bit more in this connection, but I did feel there was still a lot of mental mind games going on. And at the conclusion of this situationship, a guy told me, you need to heal yourself. You need to heal. And maybe we could be together. And I was just like, who are you talking to? And what are you talking about? I've never heard that from someone before. And it had me thinking, like, what? And then he went on to pursue another woman. And they became in a relationship and later on moved together and had children and this was like very like eye-opening for me because it was like what it was another feeling of abandonment it was definitely a bruise to my ego so that happened about 
I want to say May 2021. By July 2021, I just I had enough. I said, you know what? I am done with this. I am done. I am ready for my real life, my real house, my real job, my real man. I just got into like my manifestations instantly. So with that mindset change by August 2021, not even a month later, not even a full month later, I got offered a job as a fourth grade teacher. At the time I was working for a factory in Independence. It was like a temporary gig. It was during COVID and at the end of COVID anyway. And they weren't taking me seriously. Like it was a position for a supervisor and they didn't want to give it to me. A lot of people believed it was because I was a woman and working in a factory as a woman, you don't, those positions don't go to you. You got to really work for them. And me just coming in, I might've been there for maybe 60 days and I was the only person that could do the job and they weren't trying to give it to me. So I was like, you know, if they don't give me this job, I'm about to start looking for other jobs. And long and behold, I did exactly what I said and I got my first job as a fourth grade teacher. So now I'm seeing as clear how my words hold power. By then, I was also having issues with my landlord about different things. I was living in Garfield for about three years and I was just like, you know what? Something has to give. I'm not staying here anymore. So I let my landlord file an eviction on me. I moved out the day before my first day as a fourth grade teacher. My birthday being a couple days later. I was also going to Jamaica this year too. So it was a lot going on at the time and I just wasn't prepared. So I packed all my things in a U-Haul and dropped them off at a storage unit. I started work and then I went on vacation. Vacation was very hard to enjoy, but I had to put all those things behind me because I was in Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> so I went to Jamaica and it was beautiful. It was more than what I couldn't ask for. When I got home, though, reality set back in. I didn't have a place for me and my kids to stay. I booked hotels for weeks at a time. And then in between, I would go stay with a friend. So I was in between hotels and with a friend and my kids still had to get to school. I still had a job. And at the time, I didn't have a vehicle. So I was like using Uber and Lyft. Times were really, really hard for me at this time. And I don't think anybody ever noticed. I just really kept pushing through. And I started looking for homes, but I was very particular this time around because I wanted my home to reflect my position in my life. Now, I was a teacher and I wanted to be in a home that reflected my career. My home hunting journey was very unpleasant. I couldn't find anything. And then one day I was at work, I was on Craigslist and I was seeing this house. I'm like, mm, this might, let me just see, let me just see. So I call and I'm at work calling. So it's not, I can't really be into the conversation as much as I would want. And the guy was like, you just need a credit score of 600 and send me that over. So I sent it. He was like, if you like the house, we can take it off the market for $500. So I'm like, okay. So I didn't go see it right away because at the time I just didn't want to waste my time anymore. And like I said, I had been Uber and lifting. So financially, I didn't want to pay for it, Uber and Lyft just to not like the home or not be able to get it. So I took some time off and then I kind of reached back out and then I went to saw the I went to go see the home with my kids and they loved it. I loved it. And he was like, if you guys like it, you pay the five hundred dollars and we'll take it off the market. I paid the five hundred dollars. 
so we got the home. Come to find out, I was actually purchasing the home. I had never known that I was purchasing this home. I thought it was more of like a rent-to-buy type of thing. So when I got the news, my mom's looking at the paperwork with me. She was like, this is a FHA loan. Princess, you're buying this house. And I was just like, what? Like, I'm buying a house? I've never imagined buying a home, and let alone buying a home by myself. So this was like really eye-opening for me. I had moved down my mom. I asked her for 60 days of her home with me and my kids so we could save up for our closing costs. I had maybe $1,000 already saved, and I took the 60 days, and I collected every paycheck and did things on the side to come up with it. It was about $5,600 I had to come up with. December 6, 2021, I signed the deed to my first home. I remember going in my storage and that same night and looking around and just like tears just falling from my face. I was just so in disbelief. Like I was so proud of myself. Like I felt so many different things. Like it was a windfall and I was just so grateful in that moment that me and my kids had a home again. So we didn't have a home from like about August 29th to December 6th of our own. And we were staying with other people and just, you know, getting other people away. And for me, having my own space up until then, just having that to go through that experience, it really wasn't what I had imagined for myself. So we move in. We have our first Christmas in our new home. So I had completed two of the things that I was intentional about earlier that year in July. I had got my real job and I had got my real house. So now I was down to my real man. And so by December, I'm very intentional now. Like, I understand the power of my words. I've accomplished two things. I remember making a social media post. Like, I had put three things on my list this year, and I had accomplished two out of three. And I was just so proud of myself. So I was like, if I can do those two, I can do this last one. So I had put a man on there. So by January, I had met a guy. And um, in the past, I've had made a lot of decisions about dating men that were not single or had complicated situations thinking I could change those situations and this was here another situation early on I knew it wasn't going to be the situation for me I had um, denied it at first I'm like you know I don't want to do this this is not how I want to get into a relationship and let's say that he was very convincing and manipulative into making me believe that this would be different, that he was serious about leaving his situation and that we could work on being together. So I invited him into my life and me being intentional, I did a lot of things that I normally did not do in relationships. I was inviting him over around my kids. That was not something I did. I was cooking for him, just doing the whole wife thing, you know, just making sure I'm very intentional to get the best results. This led me into a very, very long manipulative cycle. In the beginning, I believed that it was trauma. It was like my past pain of things just kind of resurfacing. And I had kind of was open with him. Like, I think I want to talk to someone. But, you know, this is not something I'm doing intentionally. I really am, like, struggling with, like, repeating cycles of my past and eventually another episode had happened and he was just like yeah I think you should talk to somebody 
And we all know, like, as women, how it can be to hear advice from your significant other. It just hits a lot different than your friends or your mom. So especially if you believe that this person is coming from a genuine place. And that's where I was. So I got into therapy in June 2022. When I say therapy has done wonders for me I I can't thank my therapist enough and I always in present day am referring people to get into therapy but I think it's different when you're intentional about your healing when you're intentional about you wanting change in your life so I didn't have any specifications gender requirement ethnicity requirement religion requirement I just needed a therapist my first session was very it was hard. I cried a lot in it. I cried almost like the first two months of my therapy sessions because I wanted it to work. And I realized the question she was asking, she needed real answers for. And I had to give her the raw truth of that. So as I began to open up and try to heal the inner me, I began to apply some of this homework that she was giving me to the relationship I was trying to grow it still wasn't working. So I was like spiraling out of control mentally. My mood swings were shifting so much. She ended up diagnosing me with a mood disorder. And I think that made me feel a little bit better. You know, we all deal with things. And when you don't have a name for them, things can get a little crazy. I had to ask my friends sometimes, like, do you think I'm crazy? Like, you think I'm crazy? That, that used to be my question every time when I would vent. And I did a lot of venting with friends, even in the past before these situations. I used to always vent to my friends or go to them for advice. And, you know, I would kind of listen to what they had to say because I was so inexperienced in this realm, just being very sheltered as a child. So a lot of these things they had already experienced early on in life. And here I am as grown as I am experiencing them with children watching me. So I had to, like, use other people's advice to try to make sense of my own situation that I was experiencing for the first time. So getting past that and I start realizing more and more, like, okay, I'm trying to do the work. I'm applying the things I'm learning in therapy to this relationship, but this relationship is still not working. And also during that time, this person still had not left their relationship. So it's like, I have reality. I have what my therapist is telling me. And then I have, you know, what this person is telling me. And I was like juggling the three, trying to make sense of it all. It really... It, it was very much a prison. I was a prison of my own mind. And I began to just take a step back. My therapist recommended books. I started reading books of my own. I started getting into journaling. I started meditating. And one thing I learned about these different things is that you are the master of your life. You are the author. So whatever you think, you begin to believe. So I had to start creating a different reality for myself. Otherwise, I was going to lose it. And I was not going to get out of this situation, let alone any future situations. So I began to take a step back and I started to give myself part in my own suffering I started to take accountability like princess you are putting yourself in these situations you said no why did you continue to go through after you said no I have this thing like I said before where I think I can change people and 
with my heart because during these situations, I'm not exchanging my soul for things. I'm more so being abused and I'm accepting the abuse and I'm accepting the abuse in exchange for what I believe love is. But I was still good to everyone. I still show a genuine heart. I was never, oh, as long as he doing this for me, that was never my personality. I just wanted to have a partner. I just wanted to be loved by another individual. So as I began to take accountability for those things, I began my self-love journey. So I closed that chapter in the following year, 2023, about February. It was like, I'm done with this. So it took me like about a year to finally break loose of that very mentally abusive chain cycle. Um, I broke free for about two months. I dated myself. I decided to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do. I was in this point, I'm gaining my power. I'm like, there is me. Like I started feeling happier about doing things that made me feel better about my decisions and made me feel better about myself. And I just blocked that person. Like, you have no power here. And then in April 2023, I met another guy. We kind of kicked it off. He was really nice. And he asked me to be his girlfriend. So here I am, seven years, (laughs) single. And I finally get the moment of being in a relationship. I had been in therapy now for about a year and a half. And I was truly like, okay, this is it. This is going to be the one. So I went in it very intentional. I try not to let the insecurities of my past show up as much as possible. Making sure I'm giving the love and things I want to return. That was like big for me because I sometimes will sit back and just wait to see if the person is offering what I want. And then so this time I was like intentional, like this is what I have to offer you're either going to reciprocate or you're not. So this relationship was very intriguing. I will say it did end on Halloween. We had a lot of ups and downs and there were red flags just like any other relationship that I saw early on. But since the relationship was finally just between me and another individual and no outside people, I decided to kind of overlooked them I decided to think these were things we can work on I had friends that were married and they kind of explained to me how they compromised a lot in their relationships and I was like all right listening to them again and I kind of stayed in a relationship even though I wasn't happy with what I was getting in return and allowing someone to kind of get to where I was So the relationship ended on Halloween of last year, 2023, and it was like hard. It was hard because even though there were moments where I was like, this is not working for me, I really try. And it was like, I try a lot and I'm very intentional and I get good results in my career and my accolades, things that I put, you know, my best effort or my best foot for. And this was it failed and again my first relationship failed again but I had to learn to choose myself I had to learn that even if someone else didn't value me or see the value in me I had to choose me so it took about 30 days for me to kind of get out of the swing of the mood swings and the sadness and I got back to myself and I kind of like made peace with it and said you know what 
happy. You weren't even happy most of it. You weren't getting what you needed and you deserve what you give in this world. You deserve the love that you give on the levels. And I began to stop thinking and coming back to me was a reward. Like I was giving genuine love. I deserved that. And these people realized that the love I was giving didn't come with boundaries and they wanted that. So it kind of brought me to where I am today and what I want and desire and my husband and what I want and desire for my life. So that's kind of a background um, of my life. Like I said, seeing me on social media, you guys don't get any you don't get any idea of what I've been through and the things I've experienced. So I wanted to start off my podcast with my own journey of trauma and experiences that led me to here today. So thank you for watching. And remember, it's not personal, it's spiritual. Grow gracefully.